Welcome back to the Aspiring Solutions Podcast. I'm your host, Juanisha Campbell, and here we have conscious conversations surrounding womanhood to get you to show up as your best self. Um, That's it in a nutshell. This is a bonus episode, so you know, we get right into it. We get into the meat and potatoes. We don't want to play around, and shout out to Jasmine for encouraging me to do a bonus episode on this topic because I wasn't. Um, So let's get into it. Today, I'm going to be responding to the lovers and Friends podcast by Sham Body. Sham Body is a, she's been in her field doing what she does for 15 years. She is a journalist, sex educator, feminist. I first ran into Shan on YouTube. I don't know how I did. I, I came across her content. It might have been the algorithm, but her and her husband, now husband Jared, when I when I was introduced to her, they weren't husband, but they were in an open relationship, but they were together. And I just found that I think I really found that dynamic of their relationship really interesting because I had never seen that before and then publicly. So yeah, that's how I was introduced to Shan Body. I guess her name is Shan Boodram, but I know her as Shan Body, so I'm going to call her Shan Body. Um, So Shan has a Lovers and Friends podcast and... The way her podcast is set up is that she invites random people that she follows on Instagram or Twitter, wherever she follows them. She invites random people that she follows and asks them if they would be willing to speak about any topic under the umbrella of sex, love and relationships. So this time around, Shan decided that she wanted to sit down with Jasmine Brown, aka Watch Jazzy. Watch Jazzy is a comedian. She is a YouTube, I mean, she is an Instagram influencer and um I think she stars in a few movies, so she's also an actor. Those are all of the credentials in a nutshell. First watch the clip of the podcast. I was just like, no. Um, Shan in the clip, Shan asks Jasney, like, what is submission? And like, what does a submissive woman do for a man? And Jazz's response was everything. And Shan's like, what does that mean? I love the fact that she, she asked that because, because she could have just ran with that question. And went to other. she's like, no, like, what does that mean? And Jazzy goes to say, you know, I pack his lunch and um, I, I pack his bag and I unpack his bag and I read his mind. Like, I just do everything for him. He's spoiled. He's spoiled rotten. Like, my friends ask me, how are we doing? And I'm just like, girl, he's rotten. He's spoiled. That's what she said in a nutshell. And after I watched that video, I'm like, absolutely not. <laughs> No, 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 no. And then I watched it again. And then I wrote on my Instagram stories. And if you're not following me on Instagram, go ahead, follow me at DWA period C-A-M. Um, I had wrote, I said, I could have been triggered after listening to this because when she asked and mind you, I also said I could have been triggered because I didn't listen to everything in context. I did now before responses to this responding to this I listened to it twice but I said yeah once she said everything I'm just like a submissive woman does not do everything for her man so I kind of just like counted out everything that she said but you know after I listened to the full episode in its entirety I'm like okay maybe she knows she knows what she's talking about a little bit and also I was able to give her some grace because I realized I didn't know how Shan had her podcast set up 
A lot of time what podcasters do, myself included, is what we do is we invite experts as guests on to speak on specific topics. So if you see me having a dialogue with someone and the the main overarching topic of the podcast is per se femininity, because that's an episode I did with um, Sarah Lena, who was a guest on the show, femininity. I'm bringing in a coach or an expert who's studied, who's worked with clients, who's done the work themselves to speak on it. The way Shan's podcast is set up is that she just invites people she finds interesting and they just talk about any topic they want to under sex love and relationships. So knowing that, I'm like, okay, well, she's just really speaking about what she thinks being submissive is. And... If that's what she thinks it is, then it's like, okay, well, I give a little bit of grace for that. So let's get into the definition for submission. All right. And then I might add my own spin to this. So Oxford says that submission is the act or fact. And I'm going to get real corporate with y'all right now. Submission is the act or fact of accepting or yielding to a superior force or the will or authority of another person. And they have a sentence here, and I'm going to read that. They were forced into submission. I love that they have that sentence there because I did just want to emphasize that submission is a choice, right? Submitting to the will of another person is a choice. Not having the ability to choose is slavery. Okay, not having the ability to choose is force submission. So when a woman says that she is submissive, that does not mean that she is being forced to do anything. I just kind of wanted to clear that up because I know that Shan's audience and a lot of women in general are feminists. Um, specifically they adhere to third wave feminism. So I just kind of, I, I, I kind of wanted to clear the air with that. And I also wanted to, cause, cause Shan in her podcast, and if you didn't listen to that already, I do encourage you to go over there and listen to that after this one, she views submission as, and she played little clips on her podcast as prioritizing your partner's needs over your own. She sees it as a sign of weakness. You're doing too much, but you're not receiving enough. Um, is based on, she thinks submission is based on dated traditional gender roles. You basically give up all of your control and your autonomy to your husband. Um, so that's, that's how Shan views submission. And I think that's how a lot of women today view submission. It's like this oppressive thing that you're forced to do and you don't have any power in your week, but it's not that. And I love how upfront Shan was about her biases and her experience with being a feminine, a feminist herself. She said that being in the feminist movement, a lot of women can tend to look down on other women who may have traditional values and are not looking for equality in the same way that feminists might be fighting for. And I really did love how she was upfront and honest about some of the shortcomings of the feminist movement particularly about not embracing all type of women. It was like, okay, well, if you want to be a part of this movement, you need to be a woman who is independent and does it on her own. And you can't be submissive and you can't want to, and you, you shouldn't want to have traditional values because we're fighting to have more than that. And it's like, no, well, what if I want this kind of life? Um, you were kind of outcasted by that feminist movement, but I'm glad that feminists are starting to realize that 
women are choosing <laughs> to live this life and, and that's okay for them. And they're enjoying the benefits of being feminine and being soft and gentle. And if you want to go out there and you want to live that life, kudos to you, but let them be great as well. I love that. So to put it in my own words, the mission is simply submitting to the leadership and direction of your man. And to me, that's not what Jazzy described. To me, Jazzy described being a helpmate, um, maybe catering to her partner's love language, but it very much so gave me enabler her responses. It gave me mother-son dynamic um, because like I'm a mother and I literally do everything for my son. Granted, some things cross over with my partner just being a good spouse, but like, you know, I pack my son's bag and I pack his lunch and I kind of have to read my son's mind. Why? Because my son can't talk. Um. <laughs> I do things like that for my husband, but I'm not like hovering over my husband like, okay, yeah, of course I read his body language and I know maybe when he's not in a good mood or when he's not, but he does the same thing for me, right? That's just like, that's that's what humans do, but I'm not trying to, how do I want to say this? I'm not trying to earn his love by doing like granted, love is is an action word and you have to do, but I'm not going above and beyond and stretching myself so thin that I don't even have time to express my desires and express my needs to him um, because it's all about pleasing him. And that was one of the problems that I had, I had with what Jazzy was saying because I could tell during her interview the first time around that I heard it that she is giving, giving, giving. And it's like, she's not even comfortable with expressing her needs. Now, this isn't something that I'm putting in her mouth. I, I could tell the first time around because when Shan was vocal about, um, Shan was saying, you see, I'm very direct and assertive with my husband, with, with my man. And I tell him, like, if I have a concern, I tell him, well, this is what I need in order to be in order to feel loved. And this is what I need sexually. And this is what I need you to do. And her response and her body language. Well, I was only listening to her voice, but I could tell she was like, you do as if that is something that she doesn't do. And come to find out later in the video, it is something that she doesn't do and that she struggled with. She said that she's not really comfortable with asking for her desires. And if she does ask, she's only comfortable asking one time. And if they don't give fulfilled, then she's just like, whatever. Let me tell you right now, don't do that. Don't do that. Why would you do that to yourself? Are you not worth more than that? I'm not saying you have to beg your spouse, but maybe he didn't get it the first time. You get what I'm saying? Like, what? Okay, that was one thing. Another thing that was just like a red flag, she was just like, you know, I would rather just, just take on a lot because I don't want him to hurt. I would rather hurt. And she was just like, you know, I make it easy for him to love me because he doesn't have to do much. Red flag. Eh, 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 eh. Get out now. Get out. 
now. It's giving low standards. If this isn't the, the, the beneath the bar, like at the surface, this woman is beautiful and I'm sure she probably met well and maybe, you know, she was in an interview. So things didn't come out how she had them planned in her head. I give her grace for that. But what do you mean? I'm telling you, ladies, if you give a man this much leeway, <laughs> you're going to end up being the placeholder girlfriend, meaning you're just holding the spot until he find the woman that he, he really wants to marry or he gonna be with you but not really be with you for real you're gonna be a secret and that woman who holding him to the high standard and requiring him to do things he's gonna go after her because let's face it I'm not gonna generalize all men but a lot of men like a challenge and they don't want you doing everything for them because you know what you're going to start giving. You're going to start giving mommy vibes. And most mature adult men do not want to be with their mother, right? Like, isn't that weird? A man wants to do for his own. At, at a certain point, a man actually wants to break away from his mom and, and being coddled and, and to walk into manhood because mommy doesn't know how to let go. Right. And his woman should be mature enough and allow him the space to be the man. And that's where submission comes in. What this is, I don't know what this is, but it's not that. I can tell you that. And I really like the dynamic between Shan and Jazzy during this conversation about expressing your needs and desires. Because another thing is, is Jazzy asked Shan as a follow-up question she was like well the fact that you're so direct does that work and Shan is so honest she's like she paused and she's like well I think that <laughs> she's so she's a genius I love Shan like I'm a fan of her her journalist work because her journalist work was really coming out in this interview um she's like well I can't I can't say that it's always received well, but eventually he he gets the program. And I think it's because of her technique. Now, as a feminine, submissive woman, absolutely, and I learned this from my coach. If you have not watched the episode with Sarah Lena, I think it's episode eleven, go ahead go ahead and watch that. Um, and look in the show notes as well, because she has a lot of valuable resources. But a feminine woman, of course, absolutely expresses her desires and have her needs met as well. Are you kidding me? <laughs> Child, you know, lost in the sauce. Um, But yeah, we just know we have to do different things and maybe tailor it. Like she said, she knows her partner. So you would just have to tailor it into a way that's receptive to him. Um, Now, she ain't saying that works for her partner, but for... I would say maybe other men being so, you know, complaining and nagging and being so direct and aggressive, it may not work for them in a way. You might have to butter them up. You might have to say, you know what, babe, like, I really love when you do this. Can you do that more? And it's the same thing, but it's two totally, two totally different techniques. And I think that's what, what comes into the art of femininity and being submissive. It's it's learning those different skills and techniques um, and, and just being really who you are, because I don't want to go into that. But let's let let me get into that. Shan asked her straight up. She said, so would you do this for a broke dude? That's how <laughs> I love how real she was. She was like, so would you do this for a broke dude? And Jazzy was like, well, well, how do you fi- define broke? Listen, broke is broke. Broke as a joke. 
<laughs> no, for real. Like, would you do this for the answer is yes or no? And she was like, you know, what is it fine? Broke. And then she reframed the question. Shan reframed the question. She was like, what were quite, what kind of man, what kind of man would he have to be to get this, this, this level of love from you? Um, so it's first when she asked what she do this for broke dude, she said, absolutely no. But then when she reframed the question, she said, what kind of man would you need in order to, you know, have this, you would do everything for him and you would read his mind and do all these things. And she said that, which to me were some really good points. She said the man would have to make her feel safe emotionally. And I'm assuming physically, um, she said he would have to bring some excitement and also, some edge he would have to be masculine and dominant and she said he would have to have alpha male energy only and be highly respected now she didn't mention money there but I guess some may argue that men with these tendencies may just be wealthy um Mm, that's up for debate and we ain't gonna go into it on this episode but that's what she said she would need in order to be the submissive woman who packs his lunch and and do that so I think that's fair I think we are allowed to of course have standards and say what we are or are not going to accept so I don't have any objections to that but some somewhere in the interview she also said that being submissive or is is is, is loving without conditions but to me, the list that I just named you a few seconds ago, those are conditions. And, you know, Shan asked her the question, what does a man have to do? What does he have to bring to the table to get this level of love for you? That's a conditional base agreement. Because she didn't say, well, it doesn't matter what he does. He's going to get this kind of love. And she did say that, but at the same time, she did say it in the other interview and in, in, in the beginning of the interview. But then she goes to say, "Well, um, actually, he has to be this, this, and that, and definitely he cannot be broke." So, what if he was going through a season of where he was broke, like he lost his job or he lost his credentials? So, so would you? So would you not be this way? These are important questions to ask family, especially if you're talking about marriage. I mean, like if you're not in a long-term relationship or heading to marriage, I would say don't leave submission off the table because why am I submitting to your leadership? Where are you leading me to? Where are we going? What, what am I submitting to? What's, what's the plan for me? It's about security, ladies. I'm sorry, but submit to you for what, boyfriend? Like, honestly, I'm going to respect you. I'm going to love you. But to me, submission is something very sacred. You know how much you have to trust somebody to to, to trust their leadership and their vision for your life? And, of course, you have input and in, in all of that, and you have the ability to make choices and decisions as well. But I'm saying actually having that trust, it's not easy. Let me tell you that from my own personal experience. But yeah, that was another thing um, that I, I, I kind of was like, eh, that seems like it's a, it's a contradiction, but nevertheless. And, you know, surprisingly, there were a few things that she said that I actually agreed with her on. So Jazz did ask her, what is submission? Just straight out. And she said that submission is complete selflessness 
joy, being joyful. It is a choice. You, you get to show up with your duties, you know, show up with with, what you're supposed to do, even when you don't feel like it. She said it's loving unconditionally. It's being peaceful. It's knowing when to pick your battles. Now, some of those I'm like, major key, major key. Um, some of them is like, yeah, like complete selflessness, um, to a degree. Yeah. You know, especially if you're in a marriage, um, you know, sometimes you do have to be selfless. You can't just always think about yourself. You have to think about, okay, well, how is this decision, this choice, this action that I'm going to make? How is it going to affect the collective? Even if you are in, you, you know, in a relationship with your boyfriend, fiance, whatever it is, I'm pretty sure you have to think about, or he has to think about the choices that he makes, how it's going to affect you or vice versa. So, I mean, I completely agree with that. Being joyful Yeah, I think that has more to do with your energy and how you're showing up, just being joyful. You want to be a joyful woman just because that's who you are, though, not because you're trying to be submissive to a man. Well, I'm joyful just because I'm a joyful person, period. I think that's that's okay. I agree with that. She says submission is a choice. Do I agree? Absolutely. I said that beginning of the episode. Submission is a choice. Okay. Showing up with your duties, even when you don't feel like it. Showing up with what you're supposed to do, your half of of the math, even when you don't feel like it. I think that goes into being selfless, right? You you have to show up in other areas of your life when you don't feel like it. You probably didn't feel like doing 10 clients makeup today, or you probably didn't feel like completing a course for school to get another degree, but you did it right. Then you just have to show up and still do your due diligence to get where you need to go. It's the same thing in a relationship. And I think that's sometimes why people are like, Oh, relationships require work because it does. So yeah, you do have to show up even when you don't feel like it. When I don't feel like I may not feel like cooking for my son or cooking for my family, but is it in our best interest? Is it the best thing to do at that moment? Absolutely. And other times I might say, you know what, I have a little bit of flexibility. We have the money, we have the resources to do something else. And we can do that. But absolutely. I mean, I agree with that. We do it in all other areas of our life. I don't know why people make it a big deal when it's a relationship, especially with somebody you claim to love and adore and you pledge to be with them for the rest of your life. It would just make sense. And then she said being peaceful. Again, this is go back to being joyful. Be a peaceful person because that's just who you are. You get me? Like be peaceful because not because you're trying to earn somebody's love or you're trying to be performative to get them to love you and get them to value as a wife or a girlfriend, et cetera. I'm peaceful because that's just me. That's just who I am in my spirit. Like I, I just value peace. So I agree, but like, you know, you know. And knowing when to pick your back, that was a good one. That was a that was a good one for me, and I think it hit home for Shan as well because how she responded. Because for me, every battle needed to be fought. It could be the simplest thing. Oh yeah, babe, we going to war for this. Well, I'm going to war, and he just like, yo, this is this is not even that serious. And eventually, you know, now I'm learning that, and I'm glad she brought it up because now I'm learning that. Yeah, you know. <laughs> Pick your battles. And I definitely think that that goes with being submissive because there may be things that my husband 
has more life experience with than me. And I need to be able to say, you know what? He got this. I can trust him with that. And I don't need to ask him 20 million questions and make sure he's sure and be controlling and be overly anxious. You know what? I can just relinquish control and, and not even worry about it. Or, you know, I didn't really like how that turned out and I could be disgusting and nasty right now and have an attitude. Or I can just say, you know what? I'll talk about this another time when, you know, emotions aren't high and, things like that, or, you know, just like she said, knowing when to pick your battles, that is super, super duper key. And I didn't have that to me. Like, I don't know. I was just like really easily triggered y'all. I had, I had issues. Some of the stuff I'm still fighting through, but I'm very, very aware of it now. So I would say I'm like 10 steps ahead than I was a year ago, (laughs) but yeah. So that's some of the things she said. And I, definitely agree with it like the only thing is I do think that you know she she may be on a more insecure or anxious type of attachment vibe and Jasmine if you're listening all the way through the end you're the therapist so what is your prescription for this type of love you said she was in a sunken place I mean I agree it's just like it's just too many red flags from putting her needs before his own she's not comfortable really expressing how she feels and what her needs are um she says that basically when you're submissive that anything goes because you're you're anything goes because you're comfortable like she mentioned having anal sex um she doesn't do it for his enjoyment her enjoyment she does it for his only um and that's deep like that's I mean and I think that kind of goes back to doing things because it's going to keep the relationship flowing but that is so much to unpack there and it was so much trauma that I couldn't just take this as she's saying well you know sometimes I don't feel like having sex but I have it anyway just so to keep that flowing I didn't take it as that I kind of take it as like "Mm, this kind of seems unhealthy (laughs) like all of the things that Shan is scared of, of being submissive. This was a, this was not a good interview for her to sit down here to convince her or to even change her mind. Not that that was a goal of this interview because Shan made it clear that that's just not who she is. Right. She's just like, this is just not me, but I'm just saying like it hit so many of the red flags of what being submissive is not that it's just like, this is exactly why I do not subscribe to this way of being because look at this. Um, yeah. And, and it's, and it's, and it's kind of sad. And I can tell that Jazzy as beautiful as she is, as gorgeous as she is, like her skin was radiating that. I don't think that, that she completely knows her worth and I'll end it here. The reason why I said that is because the conversation that she had with her mother, she said her mother is Trini and she said when things were getting serious in her most current relationship, she called up her mother and she said, you know, Ma, I think I'm really good for him. And her mom said, oh, Jazzy, you're good for anyone. And she said she felt that. Know that. Walk into that. And if you are like Jazzy or and if you were even like me, because there was a point in time where I didn't know my worth. And there was a point in time that maybe I would have been doing the same thing that she was doing, bending backwards for a guy and trying to earn his love and trying to get him to see me as worthy. Just know that you are worthy. 
heal yourself, get to know yourself and walk in your truth authentically. Nobody could take that from you. When you know that you're good for anyone, you're going to show up that way. Even when people turn you down or they try to put you down, you're going to say, well, I don't really care what you say unless it's room for growth and you need some accountability. Take that. I don't really care what you say because I know myself. What do you mean he doesn't like me? With, like Sarah Lena said, what is there not to like? Okay, that's the energy we got to show up in, ladies. Know your worth. Know your value. Know your virtue.